Thanks for listening to the River in the Hills weekly sermon. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more about this podcast and other resources, visit our website at www.riverinthehills.com. But thank you, Kyle, for real. That's, you know, what's cool is just hearing that for our family, National Treasure, the, our family verse is 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7. And it says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the power may be of God and not of us. And so that's actually our family, family verse. You had no idea. And, um, but yeah, we're, so I'm excited. This is our last Sunday with you guys, at least for now. Um, we leave and we fly out on Tuesday uh, we're with a one-way flight to Iraq long-term. And I don't really want to talk too much about that today. Uh, that's going to be a little bit of part of what I'm going to talk about because the Lord really did put something on my heart to share with you before I leave. And as I was preparing, guys, like I just seriously, God loves you guys so much. It's, it's really wild to experience the love of God for someone. Um, and... Yeah, I just it was overwhelmed with his love for this church and and even the experiences that I've had in this very room. I've spent hours in prayer in this very room, seeking the Lord, reading his word. And I think the, the times that I've spent in this very room are really kind of hinged upon this very season that we're stepping into. Uh, we wouldn't be able to go into missions without our prayer life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we can't go and be the feet of Jesus without first learning to sit at the feet of Jesus. But we do need both. We need both. We need the prayers, and we need uh, to have a missional mindset. But where we're going um, in Iraq, there was a, some really key biblical characters that I felt the Lord wanted me to share a little bit on before I get into the message that I think really highlights a few people here and if it's you, it'll land. If it's not, that's okay. But in Iraq is where Abraham was, was called by God to go. So he originally heard the voice of God in the land of Iraq to go. And I really felt like, seriously, like this isn't just like the, oh, there's some Abrahams in this room. But there's some of you here that are in like an Abraham moment where you're hearing a word from the Lord. And it's gonna, it requires massive faith to go the direction that he's leading you. So some here, God has been speaking to you about taking a massive step of faith. Don't hold back. This is your confirmation. Move forward. God may have you sacrifice what seemingly he has promised to you, but know that he has the power to resurrect. Like Abraham had to offer up Isaac. You may have to offer up what seemingly God has promised to you, but know that when you lay it down, he has the power to resurrect it, and it'll even be better because you laid it down. Rebecca is also spent the majority of her life in Iraq. And I really felt like the Lord highlighted Rebecca and highlighted the moms here. Moms in here who are birthing Jacobs. We know there's the psalm that says this is, this is the Jacob generation, a generation who will seek the face of God. And these are moms who are nurturing revival in their living rooms. Rebecca, we know that Rebecca... Being the mother of Jacob, Jacob then became Israel. So you are mothering nations. Think about that. There's Daniels in this room. Uh, Daniel was in Babylon. Babylon, ancient Babylon, is in Iraq. And these are intercessors and leaders who operate from a spirit of counsel and understanding. Daniel knew the times that he was living in. He knew that Israel's freedom from captivity out of Babylon was coming. He knew the word of the Lord. And he defied Pharaoh and the king. Even when they decreed to not be praying, he still stood as an intercessor for the nation of Israel and for the people of God. There's Ezekiel. Ezekiel spent the predominantly his whole life in the land of Iraq. And Ezekiel really felt like there's prophets in here. It's not an easy call. But you are chosen to bring life to dead people. Confront sin 
which can be very uncomfortable, live a life of, uncom- of, of no compromise, and speak vision from God's perspective. There's Ezekiels, there's prophets here who are to hear the voice of God and speak with clarity and authority. And there's maybe some Jonas in here, <laughs> which, you know, when I was praying, I really, I really felt this one. And, and it's funny because we sometimes tend to think negatively of Jonah, right? He got swallowed by a well. He was running from his calling. But do you realize that when Jonah turned and then actually fulfilled the call on his life, the whole city of Nineveh repented. It was the first, like, a revival recorded, and in this, I really felt like there was that, um, that uh, parable of the two sons. And there's two sons, right? There's one that says yes to the call, and he doesn't obey. And there's the other one that says no, but obeyed. Who obeyed? Was it the one that said, yes, God, I'll go. I'll do what you call me to, but then doesn't do it? So Jonah might have said no, and fought God on it, but he ended up doing it. He obeyed. So there might be some Jonas in here. Don't run from your calling. Uh, if you're, if you're, you're, you're afraid, so I, this is what I put, there may be some Jonas in here who are not engaging with what God is trying to lead you into. Turn from your own way and obey the Lord. There is a harvest. Amen? So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to have... My buddy back there, play a couple videos. This first video is uh, actually a worship song. We are now placed as the um, country directors of the Middle East with an organization called Light a Candle, which was founded by Sean Foyt. And Sean Foyt sung a prophetic song over Iraq. And this is it here. Listen. Maybe check the volume. Tracing your footsteps will follow. 
shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Yet as another day passes with over three billion people who've never heard the gospel, Jesus is calling us to boldly shine, to run to the corners of the earth where no one's gone before. Now is the time to give sight to the blind, set the captives free, and bring the good news to the most forgotten and unreached. We are the hands and feet of Jesus, and we carry the light that pierces the darkness. So how will you respond? What is holding you back? We all have our reasons. It could be fear, our own comforts, or maybe you don't feel qualified. But Paul writes in Romans, this is all the more urgent, for you know how late it is. Salvation is now, and time is running out. So wake up, step past your limitations, silence all fear, and respond to his final mission. Will you go? I just kind of want to talk to you guys about a little bit of what God has me journeying through as we, we prepare to go and, and just the importance of, and I love it because Glenn, Glenn, Glenn hears the Lord. How many know Glenn hears the Lord? Um, and, and the Lord really, really highlighted to me our minds, the renewing of our minds and how it's really fascinating when you think about this. It's, you know, Jesus is the head right, of the church, or you could say Jesus is the mind of the church. The church is the body and is submitted to Jesus, who is the mastermind. You know, when Jesus died, it's so beautiful. In the beginning, when God created Adam, right, we know that woman was, was brought from the rib of Adam, from the side of Adam, and so also, whenever Jesus was pierced, he was pierced on his side that a bride might come from him. And so we come from him. And the importance of our mindset is, it's, you know, one of the huge things the Lord really was, was stirring in me was, it's, you know, there's, we hear a lot of messages about identity, right? About knowing who you are in the Lord, and, and that's important. It's so important. And our lifestyle is a direct reflection of our mindset concerning ourselves, concerning the world around us, concerning others. 
In other words, what our mind is set on, it will determine our perspective, our perception, and then the very reality that we live from, right? So our mindset, it, it determines even if, you know, Jesus is the head and we're the body, we're to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Our th- like Jesus' thoughts, his thoughts cause the body to move. And there's a scripture that says that it's the spirit of man that knows the thoughts of man. So also the spirit of God knows the thoughts of God. And we have the mind of Christ. So it's all only able to be done by the spirit of the Lord. Right? And the importance of renewing our mind is that we have to understand that we cannot, we have to guard ourselves from being led by our own mind by our own thoughts. It's so easy, right? It's so easy to have a perception of something and base your decisions on that reality of what you're seeing, right? And even Jesus, Jesus didn't base his decisions or judge a situation based on what he saw with his own eyes or hear with his own ears. Now more than ever, we need major discernment. Things are not what they seem, You understand what I'm saying? Things are not what they seem. In Isaiah 11, and I know Kyle preached on this, but the seven spirits of God, and it goes on. And and it ties, I think, us not living from our own perception to the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord keeps us, keeps our minds fixed on Jesus. Isaiah 26.3 says that those who fix their minds or set their minds on the Lord he will keep in perfect peace, right? He'll keep in perfect peace. And that's the, 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 the core of this message is how can we have the, really the mind of God, operate from the mind of God? And I'm not talking about, you know, there's a message out there that talks about Christ consciousness. How many of you have heard that? That is actually more of a self-aware message. This isn't a becoming self-aware. This is actually a crucify self message. And we'll see that actually crucifying self is directly tied to having the right mindset in Colossians 3, that you've died to yourself in Christ. Therefore, you can now set your mind on things above. And even like Carla said, we can now share in the divine nature where we're no longer operating from a carnal mind, which is enmity or warring against God, right? Or the high and lofty thoughts that exalt themselves against God, but we can actually operate from the mind of the Spirit and be renewed in our minds. This isn't just a one-time thing. This is a continual journey of being renewed. And daily, the Scripture says, crucifying self. Because how many know when you have a thought, it causes your body to respond, right? When you think something, usually you either keep yourself from acting upon that thought or you think it and you act upon that thought, That's why Jesus so beautifully set himself as the head. He's the mind. Because he knows that what what he's thinking, if we're submitted to what he's thinking, then the body's going to move where he's thinking, what he's thinking, what he's dreaming, what he's seeing, his perspective, his perception, which is truth. And there's so many scriptures, guys, that we could go into about how we need to think on lovely things, on things that are above reproach, things that are godly, right? It's so important that we guard our minds. It's like one thing the Lord really put on my heart when I was praying for y'all is guarding your mind in this hour, guarding your imaginations. Don't let your imaginations go off into all this space that ends up really trapping you in your own head and thinking of yourself either more highly than you ought to, like the scripture says, or thinking of yourself less, right? But even, this is what's so wild, is Jesus rightfully thought of himself. Jesus knew who he was. But in Philippians 2, it says that he, he didn't even use his equality with God, something to be grasped or something to be used to his own advantage. In other words, he didn't use his identity as the son of God to gain, his, to, to gain his own will, to do his own will. Because your mind is directly connected to your will. 
And if your mind's not submitted to God, then your will won't be submitted to God. And if Jesus had to submit his will to to the Father to the point of shedding, literally sweating blood in the garden, think about how strong your will is, how strong your mind wants to be. Don't be led by your own mind. Be led by the Spirit. And we have to guard ourselves from aligning the Scriptures to our thoughts or life. And instead, adjust our thoughts and life to the Bible. Does that make sense? It's very simple, but it's really profound when you think about your daily life. Are you allowing your life to align to the Word of God, or are you having the Word of God align to your life, right? In Jeremiah 17.10, God searches out hearts, and He tests our minds. He tests our minds. He's looking, and he's, 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 He knows every thought. He knows every thought that you're thinking. And this isn't like be careful what you think, you know, kind of, kind of message. This is just, this, there's a soberness, and yet there's a joy of what we have access to, having the Spirit of God to know what God is thinking. Yeah, I'm, you know, as we, as we prepare to, to go, I've just been reflecting on, on areas of my life where, where I've just allowed my thoughts to wander, Right? And the place that we're going is a place where if you go, your weaknesses are kind of like amplified. We know that Paul says like it's in his weakness that God's strength is made perfect. And so he lived in a way that was fully submitted to, to not even his own strength. I think that's, that's really part of what, what I've been processing a lot of is, you know, in the American church, we are taught, give yourself to what you're good at. Give yourself to what you're strong at. And, and there's a part of that that's beautiful. There's a part of that that you want to go with what God's grace, you know, is on your life. But when we think that we're limited, I think, you know, I love everything that they said prophetically is exactly what God was putting on my heart. This ceiling, sometimes that ceiling that we're allowing to be over our lives is that we're limiting ourselves to only what we're good at. Think about that. And so we then just stay in that space when God has this vast journey and story that he's written for us, but we're unwilling and we're, we're, our perception of that path that we think we're on, we become blinded to anything outside of this, this, this path that we think we're supposed to be going down. Does that make sense? There could be blind spots. There could be a ceiling we put on ourselves. Because the goal of God is for Christ to be formed in each and every single one of us, individually and then corporately. Paul said, I, I, I eagerly labor for those that he gave his life to, 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 for Christ to be formed in them, which is no limits. There's no limits if Jesus is living inside of us, and we're living inside of him, there is no limits to the potential and the capacity that we have to run our race, to see the glory of God, to be obedient. You know, there's, there's a beautiful scripture. It says that we submit every thought and hold it captive to the obedience of Christ. So it's, there's this, you know, tension where we live in Submitting our life to what Christ has done for us, right? But also knowing that we too have our own obedience to walk out, right? Jesus bore the cross so that we could have eternal life and we could be brought back into fellowship with the Father. But we too also have our own cross to bear, right? Jesus suffered not necessarily so that we can't, shouldn't suffer, but that we actually will suffer and have trouble. And he's with us even to the end of the age. I think one of the most important mindsets to have for all of us in the church 
is understanding the time or age or world we're living in. Guys, we are not of this world. We know the scripture. Everyone knows the scripture. Do not be conformed to the patterns or the image of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And how, like, even as a missionary, like, I'll be honest, there's times where I feel my heart drifting into this pattern of the world. It's so easy. No one, no one is, is immune to it. Yeah, we're living in this world, and, and, and the fight, we know, is against our flesh. It's good to be reminded of this because I know we are all battling our flesh, and we have to crucify the flesh. We have to crucify self. We have to be willing to pick up our own cross. And I think the greatest space, just some practical kind of instruction on how to renew your mind, right, is it's, it's so simple. Like, gosh. And if you're lacking this, just go for it. Don't hold, like, whatever's keeping you from this, you just start doing it. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Let the word get in you. God has written his law upon our minds. He's literally written his law upon our mind. But unless we're in his word, how, how deep is his word on our mind? You know what I mean? Like, I just have this picture of, like, it's ingrained. But, like, you know, when, he, when skin starts to heal back after being scarred, and it kind of covers up what was once there, and it's not as clear. It's like, let the, let the word wound your mind so deeply that, like, your own mind, your carnal mind can never heal. Like, get out of your mind. Get out of your head and into the mind of God by reading his word. And it's only done by the spirit. We know this. It's the balance of the word and the spirit in our life. Without the spirit of God... We, don't even, we can't know the thoughts of God. We could even read the word, but without God's spirit renewing us in the reading of the word, we're just reading a book. We're just reading page, you know, and if you need the Holy Spirit, today's your day. If you need the Holy Spirit to help you interpret, you know, the Holy Spirit was the one who authored the word. He inspired men to write the scriptures, and so we too can have that same inspiration as we read the word. And um, man, there's so much on my heart, but I'm running out of time so quickly. It's crazy how fast time goes. Guys, oh my gosh. Gosh. Time is going too fast. Right? Time is going so fast. You know, man, we, his body, Jesus is the head, we're the body. We're meant to experience oh, so much more together, so much more, so much more than, than this right here, right? Guys, step into it, fight for it, fight for one another, fight those thoughts that you have towards each other and, and what's keeping us from joining under the headship of Christ. Be free today, like be free. Just be free to be you and Jesus. That's the ceiling that's off. Be, the, be who God has created you to be. There's an expression of Christ that's me, meant to be lived through your life that no one else can live. There's only one of you, one of each of us. There's no one else that can fulfill your calling. But I know that I know that so, there's so much fighting against us, and I saw, I saw it so clearly in prayer that there's so many of you battling in the mind, and I have so much compassion for you, but if we don't learn how to run with the footmen now, how are we going to run with the horsemen? Guys, we're in a serious war, serious war, and this isn't a fear message. This is just the reality of it's been the same long war that's been going on for thousands of years since Jesus was crucified, so much so that the the disciples were killed for the message that they preached. They were witnesses and they died for it. And it's the same war. The enemy's trying to silence the church. We know this.
But what's, what's, the, what's the, a huge key? Reading the word, but also I really feel like the Lord was highlighting humility. Jesus, Jesus humbled himself to the point of death, even death on the cross. And if we are unwilling to die to ourselves, right? There was a, there was a, a, there was a man that I heard a testimony um, about his will and how the Lord gave him a vision about his will and that it was like a huge piece of metal, like a metal bar that was bending. And he heard this noise in the spirit like this, and it was like bending metal. And he asked the Lord, Lord, what was that? And, and the Lord said, that's your will. That was your will. Bending, and this was like a, an obedient, what would be considered obedient minister of the Lord. And he's like, I'm trying to bend your will. Because even Jesus had the authority to lay his life down and to pick it up. You have, author- you have authority over your own life. You know that? But your life is not your own. What do we do with that? We lay it down. Our bodies, our bodies are meant to be a living sacrifice and wholly acceptable sacrifice to the Lord. In Hebrews 10, this is fascinating. Hebrews 10, it says that God prepared a body for Jesus to to do his will. Jesus came, God in the flesh, and God prepared a body, and it pleased the Father to crush the Son, to crush his, his body. And, you know, we have a very similar cup for Je- that, that to drink that Jesus also drank. It's a very similar cup. We have to have this mindset. It's so important. Because if you don't have this mindset, then anytime trouble comes, you're going to try to preserve your own life. And you're not, you're not going to persevere and in, endure till the end. It's so important to have this mindset because Jesus fought his own will, his own thoughts till the end. He, he, he endured just like we endure as a man. And I really feel like today it's a call. It's a call. You know, it doesn't mean that you're called to go to Iraq. It doesn't mean you're called to go to, you know, some crazy nation or something. But we are all called to individually allow our lives to be assessed by God. And we all have a measure of something to lay down. We all have a measure of something to respond to. Like I said in the beginning, there's some Abrahams in here that are called to take a step of faith. Take it. There's Ezekiels in here that are called to be prophets. Don't let the enemy silence your voice. Be the prophet God has called you to be. The moms in here, be encouraged. That is your call. I have my wife. I encourage her in it. She is called to mother nations. This is the generation that's seeking the face of God. We don't, we, we want the real, who wants the real thing? Like, I want the real thing. I want the real, like, what is God doing in the earth? That's what I want. I don't even care what it looks like. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what I look like. I don't even care what I sound like. I just want Jesus. I want everything to be submitted to him. I want every member of my body, my soul, my spirit to belong to him. It's his. He bought it with the precious blood that he shed. Our life is not our own, and we have to stop living like it. We have to stop living like we can do whatever we want. And it's not necessarily sin, blatant sin. This is the standard of God on, the people, on, on his people. It's not a heavy burden. It's a light and easy yoke. But unless we come under his yoke, it is going to be a heavy burden. Unless we have the right mindset, it's going to be torment. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be impossible. But if we allow ourselves to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, we have the right perspective, we can see things for what they really are, then we can operate in the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Think about that. But if you sow into the flesh, you reap, li- you re- you reap death. You sow into the spirit, you reap life and peace, right? Hallelujah. Well, I want to just, <laughs> we want to pray. I would definitely want to pray for y'all today, but I have a couple more videos we want to share. So we, just a little quick information. 
on what we uh, we're doing. We're we're moving to. A, I, I don't actually. I'm okay with saying the city. So it's Erbil. You guys are family here. We're going to Erbil, Iraq. It's it's the capital of Kurdistan, and um, yeah, we're super excited. Like God's really prepared us for it. So many of you here have been such a huge support um, to us, and we couldn't do it without you. Like one thing I've learned in this season is we as a body, we really need each other. Like we can't we can't actually fulfill the call our individual call on our life without the corporate collective body of Christ. Like we really need each other. It's very real. And we couldn't do this without you, but we have just been so, yeah, just overjoyed. But it hasn't, you know, I want to say this before we show a couple videos. It hasn't come without a fight. There was a time where I literally got attacked in every way possible, physically, financially, relationally, mentally. Um, And, but I had to overcome and there's a true blessedness to overcoming. We know that. God says in, in the book of Revelation to every church that he speaks to, blessed are those who overcome, for they shall. We are called to be overcomers, to overcome evil with good. Not evil, repay evil for evil. We are not of this world. We're not supposed to look like the world. When we have someone cursing us, we bless them. When we have somebody kicking us, we love them. We lay down our life for our friends because there's no greater love. This is the mind that Christ had. He came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom. And that's really the heart. That's the mind we're going for. Even with this, you know, position or thing that we got with light a candle, it's, 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 it's very, um, like, it's not even, it's like not even, I think, in, you know, as an immature believer, I would have been like, yeah, I got this position as in ministry. Yay. Um, no, no, no. It's a means to an end to see the gospel go out, to see the kingdom of God advance. And we've partnered with, with Light a Candle. Honestly, couldn't be a better organization to have partnered with. Uh, Sean Foyt's the, the leader. We just spent some time with him and his family last week in Montana. And literally, Glenn, this is so cool. He literally, he actually prophesied over us and he said that he saw me lifting my hands and shattering the ceiling above us. Saw us shattering the ceiling. And he's like, guys, take risk. Go for it. He's like, you have no, like, thing from me. Like, you are called. God's given you vision. Run with what God has spoken to you. And he says, he's like, he's just fully behind us. And it was, it was really cool to hear someone like him. Uh, say that over us and we felt it like we really felt just the freedom the the liberty to to just run our race with with all the joy and peace that God has given us and um, so let, let me show you a couple of videos and um, then we'll end hey everybody from our families to yours thank you thank you to everyone our friends uh, our family, uh, everyone who's just partnered with us, the body of Christ, friends out there, seriously, thank you. We've had so much encouragement the last few months as we're, as we're preparing to launch. And we now are officially leaving August 15th. And so we're so excited. Elizabeth and I can't be more prepared. I mean, we just feel so prepared by the Lord. Uh, we're now 82% funded, so we still need 18%. So if the Holy Spirit moves on you, we trust that he's going to provide in every way, 100% and even beyond, so we can be a massive blessing to the people of Iraq and the whole Middle East. And continue to pray for us. If you'd like to be a part of the intercession team, uh, please sign up, reach out to us. We're going to be putting together some uh, Zoom calls and uh, chat rooms where we can just stay connected, share testimonies, put the information out there to have strategic prayer times. Uh, they're going to be so necessary to us being fruitful on the ground. So anyway, we love you guys. Seriously, thank you so much. We're praising God for this season of our life, this, what this personally means to us, but also what this means globally in the times that we're living in and for the whole body of Christ. Uh, so bless you and thank you. Love you. Hi, my name is Ashel, and my birthday's in Iraq, and we can invite you too, and I'm going to turn seven. Back in January on our first trip to Erbil, Iraq, um, it was pretty amazing in the first few days. I felt the Holy Spirit saying, you're gonna move your family here and you're gonna plant your family and live here. 
And so as we began to just pray through that word, I felt really in my heart, um, just practical needs started like, well, Lord, what does this look like? Can you cast vision on this? And he began to really answer a lot of different prayers that we had. And um, within four, four days before us leaving in January, we met a couple, we were walking through a market to get fruits and veggies and there was an American couple there and we started just sparked up a conversation because we could speak the same language and it was really beautiful because we met this couple that was actually praying for a family to come live in their house for the next two years while they went back to the States to do training and to go to language school because of the mission that they felt God calling them to in that land. And so um, we connected with them um, right before we left the land and that was just an amazing confirmation, like, God, you already have housing prepared for us. And it was also an answer to someone else's prayer as well. And then another cool testimony I wanted to share was just um, the desire to be connected with a missions organization that would help us get there and to send us and have resources and support. And that's when um, my husband noticed that Sean Foyt was in the land and messaged him through Facebook and said, hey, we are here, is there a way we can serve your team or be a part of what you're doing during January? And he connected us um, very quickly to the director at the time of the Middle East for Light a Candle. And Derek went in for coffee and ended up coming out with almost like an interview of saying, hey, like if we were praying for a family to start our next two year term around, and um, y'all seem, if this is what the Lord's leading you into, just pray into it and you guys could be the perfect fit for that prayer and the match. And, and so we just really felt the Holy Spirit was really confirming even before we left um, Iraq the first time that there was so many ways he was already providing. And then since then, as we began to continue to pray like, okay, Lord, you are setting us up and you're gonna set us up for um, victory, for success, for it to, to bring you glory. I was really praying for a woman, a young woman who would want to come alongside our family and join us on this journey of getting <laughs> connected in the land and birthing our next baby. Our baby's due in October um, this year. And the Holy Spirit put somebody on my heart and so I reached out to her and this young woman um, said, you know, the Middle East has been put on my heart just recently and she was open and prayerful about tagging along with us for four months and and um, she decided that her and her family had peace about sending her and so she's actually gonna be coming out with our family she flies to to Austin just in like two weeks less than two weeks before we leave and she's gonna jump on that airplane with us and all the kids and she's gonna be there before and also after to help me with this birth and help our family adjust. And it was just a beautiful way to see God provide for us um, in the needs. So we're so excited, we're thankful um, that God's provided for somebody to come with us in the land and um, help us adjust before and after our, our next baby, Micaiah. He's, he's on his way and he's coming. And also, um, it's really neat because there's even the small details that the Lord doesn't need to do this, but he does because um, he's, so, he's such an artist too and just how he orchestrates things. But um, my, we have connections in the land. Um, my uh, dad has a friend whose son, oldest son is named Asher and their midwife for having their baby was her name was actually Elizabeth. So just even the connections of the names is so special to our family since our oldest son is named Asher as well and my name's Elizabeth. So it's just really neat to see the Lord starting to set everything in place and providing all the details for us to go. And we wanted to share that with you all. It's um, just as we continue to step out and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, He is actually confirming it in so many ways. Um, and bringing peace to our hearts as we continue to step out in faith and just walk by faith and, and not by what we see, but by what he is casting vision for. And so thank you guys for being part of that journey with us. And we pray that you're encouraged by this testimony to continue to follow where God is leading you and your family as you walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you, Evan, for that video. Such a good job. There's one more video to play, and this is Sean Foyt just kind of formally um, saying his blessing over uh, this next season for us as well.
Give it a moment. Hey, Sean Foyt here. I am so excited about what God is doing through the lives of the Aker family. Uh, Derek and Elizabeth are incredible leaders with a heart for God, a heart for the Middle East, a heart for the harvest, and we could not be more excited that they're going to be on the ground helping lead our Light a Candle team in Iraq. This has been a, a total answer to prayer. I mean, it's just nothing short of a miracle. God's raised them up. He's connected our hearts. We just feel so excited and expectant about what God's going to do. Many of you know we have been involved on the ground in Iraq since the height of ISIS. And we haven't left. And our base there and our team there is, is so excited to receive this beautiful couple. We're so pumped to see them lead with clarity, with conviction, with boldness, with courage. And I want to ask you humbly today to help resource them. Have them be an extension of your church, of your community. There's no better soil to, see, to put your seed in right now than what they're doing in the Middle East. And uh, they have our full backing, our full support, and we would be so honored and blessed if you would jump on board and help resource this family and send them off to be the light and the hope of the darkness of the Middle East, uh, where their family is going to be beacons of hope and transformation. Maybe the worship team should come up. So God bless you guys. Thank you, thank you again for even listening to this and hearing my heart. Again, we're so excited. We're expected. We believe God's going to move in phenomenal ways. We can't wait to receive them in Iraq. We love you guys. We're praying for you. Thank you. Thank you. No one who puts his hands to the plow and looks back is not worthy of the kingdom. So it's a time to plow. It's a time to fight. It's not a time to look back. Let what is old, the old self, pass away. Let God do something new in your life. We no longer associate with the old nature. We're now brought into a divine nature, the nature of God. that has been restored it's even better than the beginning. You know, the first Adam was of the dust, but the second Adam, Jesus, he is a life-giving spirit. And we are now connected to, to Jesus, who is life. He is life. He's the way, the narrow way, the narrow path. He is the truth. He's the only truth. And he is the life. He's not added to our life. He is our life. He's the only one worth living for. He found that we were worth dying for. And, you know, I, going to the Middle East, there's always the conversation of, oh, you can, you'll be persecuted. You're going to die for your faith. And, and we've had to allow our mind to go there. I have four kids and a fifth on the way. A beautiful wife. Um, guided by the Holy Spirit I've had to think about that and to ease the tension on that where the area we're going to is pretty safe but but I have to be willing I have to be willing if he's on it if he's leading I know he'll protect he will protect but it's the wisdom of God that, you know, there's a psalm that says that God delights in the death of the saints. You know that God does not delight in the death of the wicked. And Jesus, see, Jesus defeated death. 
He defeated the grave. That's the wonder of it all, is that we no longer have to fear death. We don't have to fear anything. We don't have to fear man. We fear God. And so I just, you know, I know Kyle and, and they're going to pray for us to be launched out, but I don't want you guys to leave here today without getting prayer for whatever it is that's stirring in your heart. If you're an Abraham and you just, you need a measure of faith today to take that step, get prayer. I just invite the prayer team up real quick. And if you're, if you're Rebecca, if you're a mom and, and you're mothering and, and you know that it's meaningful and you know that it's eternal, the impact you're making on your children, but you're just, you're struggling, come and get strength through prayer. If you're in Ezekiel, if you're a prophet and you're just having a hard time when God stirs your heart to declare and speak, and you just feel like the enemy's tried to silence your voice, come up and get prayer for that as well. Um, and if, of course, you're struggling in the mind, if you really, you're, you're, you're struggling with fear, if you fear death, um, come up for prayer and let the Lord just touch you afresh today and encounter you. Uh, but what an honor. It's such an honor to have been with you guys this last year, to serve alongside you, to lead your kids in BBS. And I truly just count you guys as, as family. It's truly as family. We're being sent out as, as a, a part of this family, you know, and it's eternal, guys. This isn't like we're leaving to another nation, but if we don't see you in this life, we'll surely see you in the next. It's very real. It's not a cliche. It's not a Christianese thing. Like, this is forever. That's what Jesus paid for. Thanks for listening to the weekly sermon. To download the notes and slides for this message, visit our website, riverinthehills.com. If you would like to partner with us in moving God's heart and changing the world, please subscribe to our podcast leave a review, and share this episode with a friend.